investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and $1,000. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through tailored, professional, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we'll create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits and then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. I was asked last week what I should do with an additional $1,000 a month. This made me think about all the ways that the additional $12,000 a year could be put to use. And of course, any of these ideas you can mix and match because it should make sense for you. It's not meant to be a choose one and then don't diverge from that plan. For starters, do you already owe someone else money? In other words, do you have student loans, credit card debt, or really anyone else? If so, pay down that debt first. Saving the money is tempting, but if you owe interest, you're not actually saving $1,000. It can actually equal much less. Every time you don't pay interest, it grows, which means that the $1,000 balance on a credit card at 23% interest, you'll owe $1,230 this month, then it will grow to $1,235 the next month, and then $12,084. Interest is a slow thief, and if you don't pay it, you'll need to make debt your priority when you make your monthly payments. Paying down debt should always be your priority before spending more. Student loans are similar. They tend to be large loans and can have fairly large interest rates. So making those disappear as soon as possible will mean that you can actually save or invest all that money that you have coming in versus paying more in interest. But those with federal student loans may want to just make their expected monthly payments and use the $1,000 to make sure your emergency fund has three to six months of your monthly spending expenses in it. In case something keeps you from earning money, you'll be able to pay your real living expenses during this time. Making sure that you're properly funding your retirement is also important. As we live longer and the retirement age is generally 65 to 67, you'll need to make sure that you have enough money to live comfortably. Because at some point, you may not be able to stay in your home due to medical needs, and you'll have to have enough money to be able to stay at a facility if living with family is not an option. And if you're thinking, I'll live on Medicaid... You can, but before you can, you must have less than $2,000 in assets, more than that, and you don't qualify. And to be quite honest, go take a look at the Medicaid housing where you live. Would you want to live there in your old age? If yes, great. If no, make alternative plans now so that you'll be able to take care of yourself financially because expecting your family to do it may not ultimately be an option. You may also want to consider using the $1,000 a month to make needed home repairs. Your home will be the largest purchase you'll probably ever make. Keeping it up to date is the minimum you'll need to do. Think about roofing, water heaters, HVAC to keep you safe and the structure standing. In general, those are expensive purchases, and if you're not ready for them, they can easily cause a great deal of debt. But even smaller expenses, like a failed appliance, can be a big cost for a budget. Keeping up with home maintenance is a simple way to keep large repairs at bay, like replacing your air filters in the HVAC and cleaning your clothes dryer lint traps. Now, how can you spend that $1,000 and make more money? Consider spending it on furthering your education. 
attend classes that will help you move up in your career, or even help you make the move to a new one. You may also want to consider if your wardrobe says that you're ready for that new job. It's not generally necessary to spend a lot of money on looking professional. Dressing for the job you want, though, will go a long way. Of course, looking good for an interview is also a game changer. Spending on a powerful resume is also money well spent. This is when you're presenting yourself among possibly hundreds of others. How would you compare on paper? If you want to pump up your resume, look into getting professional credentials that will make you stand out from the rest of the applicants. Are there industry acronyms that will make you look more marketable? Consider taking these classes and being able to use them after your name. What about saving that $1,000? Great idea, but just putting it into a savings account is going to be an option that won't grow your money very quickly. Today, you can plan on about 0.6%, meaning that for that $1,000, you're going to make $6 a year on it. Basically, nothing, because inflation has risen to 7.5%. This means that you're literally losing money by putting it in a savings account, because the items that you want to buy are going up in price faster. Think about gas prices right now as an example. You can take that $1,000 and add $12,000 a year to your 401k or 403b accounts. The annual limit is currently $19,500, so this $12,000 plus an additional $7,500 from your paychecks annually will let you max out your annual contributions. That comes to $625 per month from your paycheck. If you're over 50, you can add even more to your 401k up to an additional $6,500. But don't limit yourself to the 401k contributions. If you're already contributing through your company's matching plan, take that $1,000 a month and put it into an IRA. IRAs allow you to deposit up to $6,000 a year with an additional $1,000 if you're over 50. Roth IRAs are after-tax contributions after you receive the money, meaning that you don't get a tax deduction, but the money you earn grows tax-free. Traditional IRAs are tax-deductible when you put it in the IRA. Talk to your financial planner to see what's best for your circumstances. College saving plans, including 529s, are another great way to invest your $1,000. Episode number four has more information that will help you choose how to put the money into a plan that not only allows for college as an option, but trade school as well. There are really so very many options. You should go back and listen and choose which one is best for you and your family. Have you considered refinancing? Using some of your $1,000 to buy down the interest rate and be charged less money for the homeowner's loan is a great option. This is a way to spend some money up front and literally buy a lower interest rate for the loan. By paying less in interest, your monthly payments will be smaller and the amount you'll owe over the life of the loan will be less. As a rule, each point that will let you buy down is equal to about 1% of the loan amount. For example, a $400,000 mortgage at an interest rate of 4% and you'll pay about $4,000 to buy it down to 375 This can save you around $2,800 a year for over 30 years. That works out to about $230 a month. What about growing that emergency fund? I mentioned it earlier, and it's when you save three to six months of real money costs. This includes your housing payments, insurance, grocery, and utility costs. This is just waiting for an emergency in your life so that if needed, you'll be able to make required payments until you're back on your feet again. You can also consider spending money on improving your home, not just making repairs. By saving the $1,000 for a year, you could upgrade bathrooms, flooring, or even kitchen upgrades. 
A realtor just told my friend last week that if they finished their basement, they could sell the home for $80,000 more than they could today. Spending that $12,000 to $20,000 on your home can pay big dividends, especially right now in this seller's market. And finally, invest it. Investing is like a savings account that has the potential upside of earning so much more. You can invest in stocks, mutual funds, or ETFs, just as examples. In episode 14, we go over all of these in great detail. I heard a great quote this week that really spoke to me. Successful investing is time in the market, not just timing the market. So get in, start as soon as possible with whatever amount of money you have and reap the benefits. At $1,000 a month, you're going to bring big returns over time doing just a little bit of research on which to buy. Thanks for listening to Finances and $1,000. I know you chose to listen and am grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. Also, let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school so you don't have to.